Hi, and welcome to Rad Mom Radio, a podcast dedicated to moms and all their favorite topics. My name's Natalie, and I'm your host. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have a special guest with me, my friend Daisy. Hey, Daisy. Hi. How are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm glad that you joined me today. I think it'll be fun to chat. We actually haven't really gotten to spend a lot of time around each other. We haven't. I know it's kind of interesting. Like, you know, people on Facebook and like, I've seen you at events a couple of times, but we haven't actually gotten to chat much. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So before we get started with our topic, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Daisy and I um, have an ASD daughter. She was diagnosed at three. I used to work at Valley Children's. That's where we were at when everything was going on with my daughter. And it just kind of, when we got the diagnosis, everything kind of changed. And so there was just priorities had to change. That kind of is what kind of brought us me to the topic that we're on today. So that's just kind of me. So I'm a stay-at-home mom now and still trying to figure out my place every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of us do struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And how old is Soraya? She is now 10. Okay. And she was diagnosed at three, as I said. We fought to get her into CVRC and... Mm -hmm. Was it hard to get a diagnosis for her? Because I know sometimes it's harder with girls. Yes, we did. We struggled a lot. Um, In fact, uh, CBRC didn't want to take us at first just because they felt like she was too young or Mm -hmm. not exhibiting as many behaviors. But prior to that, I actually worked at a daycare center. I was able to tell that there was something different about my child versus mm-hmm. child that was three. I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know what. Mm-hmm. Autism never crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, I was reading stuff and I was just like, it's ADHD. You know, like I was just like, it has to be this. Like it has to be. It never honestly crossed my mind until we finally got a hold of, is it, I want to say the Sullivan Center, but I'm not sure. Yeah, uh-huh. So I reached out to them and they uh, finally got my daughter in and they were like, yeah, she's definitely exhibiting some autism behaviors. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So um, she was like, you should definitely try and do the CVRC thing. And so I was like, I've been trying, but it's been really hard to get in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she's just not there. And so we fought and luckily she helped me a lot. Thank God. And she was like, you know, I'll talk to some people and I'll, try and get you in. And sure enough, we were able to get her assessed and Mm -hmm. go from there. So, yeah. And so what was your job at Valley Children's? So I worked as a medical assistant there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I honestly, I loved my job. I Mm -hmm. loved all of my babies. Mm -hmm. I would call them all the time. The parents were great. And it was just nice to be able to have kind of like the autism belt a little bit. You can see the mom's expression 
just kind of be a little more relaxed Mm -hmm. when their child is having some sort of a meltdown or having Mm -hmm. a breakthrough and you can just see their face and not feeling like they're being judged yeah, or being, um, you know, like they're doing something wrong. You could just see their whole demeanor and even their attitude change. Mm hmm nice to to be able to provide that you know for other families it was just really nice so you're saying like when you would tell them like oh I have an autistic kid also yeah oh, okay yeah yeah I could see that well okay like cool like so you get it you know right right want to get their ears checked or you mm-hmm. get that they don't want to stand on a cold scale or mm-hmm. get that you know just different yeah. things and yeah. so it would have nice to kind of be that part of it, you know? Yeah, totally. I could see that. I think it's funny in the autism community, like, you know, there's that uh, nonprofit for kids, like the sports, it's called Magic Fresno. So one year I had taken Riley to play softball and I was lost and he was like having a meltdown because he was getting frustrated about like, where's the baseball? Like, why aren't we like doing this already? And I saw a mom Shout out to Mandy if she ever listens to this. But she was wearing a sweatshirt with something that autism related on it. And immediately, like, I was like, okay, I can ask her. Like, she, you know, she's not going to look at me like I'm a bad mom. And it's just weird how, well, it's cool how there's this immediate, like, like you said, like, relaxing. Like, here's someone who understands my life. They're not going to judge me. They know what I deal with. Right. There doesn't have to be anything else in common besides that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an autism mom and you're, you know, kind of at your wits end or you don't know how to approach something or do something, then you kind of, if somebody else comes and they're like, oh, I've been through this or, you know, mm-hmm. just throwing out there that, oh, I'm an autism mom too. It's just kind mm-hmm. of like, cool, like, you know, yeah, you're there for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's always really nice. Yeah. It's really special. It's really interesting to me too. Cause like, I don't know it, there's not a lot of things that bond you to a person so quickly where you're like, okay, like you're just immediately comfortable. So I think it's, it's really unique meeting other moms that have autistic kids. I did forget to say what our topic was. So let me do that before we start talking about it. So basically we're talking about the transition from being a working mom to being a stay at home mom. So how long have you been a stay at home mom? So I have been a stay-at-home mom for going on three years. It was just something that, of course, needed to happen, but it those weren't the plans, you know? Yeah. The plan changed after, you know, you have to go to ABA therapy, you have um, such and such therapy, you have to, you know, there's just all these extra things that are throwing at you. And so I just kind of realized that I couldn't be 100 at work and be 100% at home. I know that it is not for everyone. I know that not everyone can. I applaud you. I It was just something that I couldn't do. And so I just felt like I had to choose one or the other. And of course, with choosing that, no matter what you choose, there's guilt. Mm-hmm. The guilt of being a stay-at-home mom and not being able to provide as much as you would at home. There's also that guilt of 
if you do work, then there's that guilt of somebody else is running your kid to therapy. Someone else is, is being there. Someone there is handling meltdown and you feel as though it's just not okay for somebody else to be going through that mm. versus you ha- being able to do it. So it's like, no matter what you do, there's guilt. And so I feel yeah. like it's really not talked about. It's a roller coaster, honestly, mm-hmm. and to find what you're wanting to be now that it's changed because before you, you know, you wanted to be a nurse and everything kind of dropped, you know, you had hopes. And so you go through like a, a grieving, if you will, mm-hmm. like what was supposed to be, yeah. um, how it was supposed to play out. And so I think that's a lot of us don't talk about it. Oh, well, you're a stay at home mom. So you should be thankful and you should be, you know, um, this or that. But I, I don't think we ever take into account what a hit that takes personally, as far as mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. even financially sometimes, you know? Yeah. I think that either way, there's a sacrifice. Like, if you're not working, you're at home, you might have to sacrifice financial comfort, but you're also sacrificing like the ability to have your own thing that's yours, being intellectually stimulated, <laughs> you know, like talking to other adults, right? Um, having time outside the house. And then if you work, that's such a huge sacrifice too, because you don't get to go to the weekday play dates. And you don't get to, you know, maybe have a more leisurely day. Like you have somewhere you have to be for a certain amount of time. And then also, and this is what kills me. I was just thinking about this the other day. Okay, so I've been a stay-at-home mom for almost five years now. What drove me nuts after I had Riley was the realization that I spend more time with these people at work than I do with my own kid. <laughs> like right. I, I hated that so much. I feel like that's so backwards. Like that's not how it should be. It should be the opposite. Like you should be freer to spend more time with your kids and, you know, your significant other than like sitting in an office. You know what I mean? Right. If that's what you want. If you don't want that, that's fine. But my point was that either way, it's like this big sacrifice of, you know, if you choose one or the other. And I think it's probably pretty rare to have a really balanced in-between situation. I think another thing that you were talking about that stood out to me is the the impact on your mental health, like feeling lonely and having to intentionally carve out time to be around other people. Because if you don't, it gets really easy to just stay in your house and not talk to people. Right. It's weird because you can get comfortable in it And at the same time, want somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. I know that sounds so weird, but it's like you don't want to put yourself out there. But at the same time, it's kind of like you wish you you had a little person to talk to. Somebody to talk. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, to find that place. Mm -hmm. And I'm still finding it, but I just, for me, what worked for me, I should say, is definitely some therapy help. Mm-hmm. definitely getting out of my comfort zone. I encourage others to do the same, you know, to reach out even just to other moms, because you'd be surprised that 
you're definitely not alone in feeling what you feel mm-hmm. um, in the mom guilt and the, you know, just the guilt of being a stay-at-home mom and your husband working or mm-hmm. there's always something and you'd be surprised just how much you can relate to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then in return, not feel so alone or feel as if you're doing something wrong. And that's always important too, um, yeah. to just feel like you're enough. Mm-hmm. Being a stay-at-home mom is not easy. I know a lot of people think of it that way. Um, and so it's just like, oh, you know, you're living the good life. You know, you get to stay home and you get to sleep in and you get to do kind of whatever you want. And it's like, that's not what happens, you know? Um, I think more so in being an ASD mom or if you're a, a mom of any type of special needs, that kind of, that that's not really what happens, you know? Yeah, yeah. And in the next thing and, you know, all within still trying to manage a household. Some people don't understand that and some people do. and. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, even if you do have a working mom and you have a stay-at-home mom, if you just open up about your feelings of feeling that guilt, no matter what it is, if it's mm-hmm. guilt that you work or if it's guilt that you're at home, more often than not, you're going to find somebody that you have that in common with and that yeah. you're not alone in your feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on something you said about having special needs kids because I think there there is an added thing there, like having an autistic kid or a special needs kid. Like we really have no chill. Like, okay, so the only time that I ever fully relax is when both Riley and my husband are home. Yes. Because then I don't have to look at my phone if I don't want to. I don't have to worry about getting called from anybody. Nobody's having an emergency. If they are, they've got someone else that should be their first call. You know what I mean? Right. So that's the only time I relax. So even though I'm at home while Riley's at school, I really don't relax. Yeah. Even if you were to like go hang out with a friend, it's like you have your phone, you know, making sure you know how your kid is at all times. Like we were saying earlier, like taking a nap is hard because you don't know if you can really take a nap because you might get called because there's something going on at the school. So there's definitely like an added layer there of you're always on, you know? Yeah. And I think something that's, I don't know if, if you feel this way, but it's hard to define when you, when you become a stay at home mom, what is your responsibility? Because the home and keeping the home and taking care of your kids is such a huge, like, it's not a narrow defined, like little thing like this is my job it's like all this stuff right so I feel like once you become a stay-at-home mom it's hard to figure out can I ask for help for that or can I expect help for that or is all of this my job and I think that can be kind of overwhelming too for me too and then in in talking about that it's also in not knowing what your so-and-so called duties are I think we then try to overcompensate in areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that dinner's ready. I'm going to yeah. make sure the laundry is put away, you know, because you're trying to overcompensate and giving yourself that place mm-hmm. of I'm a stay at home mom and I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do. And it's, it's going to get done because now I'm a stay at home mom. It's kind yeah. of like no excuse for you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah for this not to get done or there's, 
And so, yeah, you, you tend to overcompensate and overcompensating, you're still kind of leaving yourself behind and Mm -hmm. kind of taking care of you um, because you feel like you have to overcompensate everywhere else because now you're a stay at home mom. So you gotta, you gotta just make sure that everything is perfect and that everything is done at home. You tend to overcompensate in that area and not think to spend some time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you being a stay-at-home mom is now your work, <laughs> right? And yeah, you think that that's what that's what you do. Then you feel like this is your life now, so you mm-hmm. cannot do anything outside of home. And so, overcompensating for me is is a big one. Mm-hmm. One that you don't have a clock out time, like you know, when you have a normal job. Like you're done, but you don't have that as a mom. So it's like, you know how there'll be like memes or whatever. It's like the mom is waiting for her husband to get home so she can be like, okay, the kids are your problem now. But that's hard to do too. Like I, there's a lot of guilt there too with that. It's like, okay, you can deal with, you know, if, if the day's been hard, like you can deal with this now, but that doesn't feel great either because they just got home from work and knowing what it feels like when you get home from work, like you want time to decompress. So it's like, it's very hard. Yeah. Cause then it brings you back to that guilt, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Circle right around that guilt of like, well, I can't just, you know, throw them the kids and go take a nap now. Like, yeah. You know, cause then you have that guilt. Well, he just got off of work. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's hard to kind of find that place and that balance together. Mm-hmm. I will say my husband has been very supportive in everything that I've done. When I went from a stay-at-home, you know, from working to being a stay-at-home mom, we didn't know what was going to happen next, mm-hmm. you know, we, how we were going to play this out. We didn't we didn't check all the boxes. You know, you can be a stay-at-home mom now. No, it didn't work out that way. It was just kind of like this is what's best for my daughter and then Mm -hmm. what's best for my mental health, because that started to suffer a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety was coming in hard, you know, uh, I did a lot for work. And so I'm a person that kind of likes to go above and beyond. And Mm -hmm. so it was putting a lot of like emotional stress on me. I, you know, if I was at work, I was worried about how my daughter was doing at school. And I was just consumed at work about what mm-hmm. was going on at home. And yeah. then say, you know what, I'm going to take the day off and I'm going to do, uh, you know, my family leave uh, for the mm-hmm. day, kind of take care of stuff at home. I would be worried about, well, what's going on at work or the, mm-hmm. or is my stuff getting done at work is our orders being put in or, you know what I mean? Like I was just getting consumed with, I couldn't be 110% at home mentally. Oh, I mean, I was there physically. And when I was at work, I wasn't there, you know, mentally, I was just there physically worried about yeah. what was my daughter at home. Right. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What would you say has been like the biggest adjustment to going from working to stay at home? Definitely that, you know, trying to find my place and to like, Hey, it's okay to go get your nails done, mm-hmm. you know? It's okay to, to go have a coffee with a friend. It's okay to do that, you know, and finding that balance of like, okay, yeah, I'm a stay at home mom, but I'm, 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 I'm more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the hard part is trying to allow yourself to be more than just a stay at home mom. Mm 
we're a friend, we're a sister, we're, you know, we're an aunt, we're, we're so much more than that. To everybody, there's, there's more than just that to you. You never know just how much more you have in you. And, and there's so much more to offer. Mm -hmm. Prior to being a mom, was having a career a big priority for you? Or was it kind of just like, I work because that's what people do? No, it was definitely career oriented. And so I, um, I love to help people and I, I love to work with kids. So mm-hmm. opportunity came honestly to work at Valley Children's. It was kind of the best of both worlds. Um, yeah. I was able to combine um, my healthcare career along with working with all these kiddos. And so it, mm-hmm. it was honestly a highlight of my, of my work. Um, and so yeah could envision myself climbing higher and higher in the lab, mm-hmm. um, being a nurse and, and retiring and having all that, you know, just under my belt. And mm-hmm. it was just something that I really wanted to do. And so um, when everything kind of changed, you know, when I had to leave work, it just, it put me, like I said, back into a, a grieving process of, is this my life now, you know, and do you ever go back? Will you even have an opportunity to go back? I feel like some people will be, well, you only have a certain amount of time that you can stay, say you're a stay-at-home mom before they start saying, well, what else do you do? You know, so you go through that grief in knowing that there might not be a return date. I love being at home and I love being with my daughter and being her number one support and always being here for her, it also, in return, it was just kind of hard to accept that this might be it because that wasn't, like I said, that wasn't the plan. That wasn't the the dream, if you will. That wasn't how things were supposed to play out. You know, things were supposed to be different. And so, so that was kind of hard. Definitely took a little grieving on that end as far as trying to let go of that career. Mm -hmm. My family is very career oriented. So everybody goes to college. Everybody has a degree. That's how I always saw myself as someone who is going to have this like solid career. And then I had Riley and it was kind of like, it was really hard to fit being a mom and having a career. But having to let go of that idea of being a career person, that's definitely hard. I got my master's degree in psychology and like I had like a cohort of people that I did that with. And so to watch them like go on and get licensed and have jobs, it's hard because it's like, that's what I wanted to do. I could have done it, but I wouldn't have been happy. Right. Yeah. Before I had Riley, there was this um, older couple that I knew, and the husband was talking about how when they had kids, the wife sacrificed her career to be a stay-at-home mom. And I remember thinking, like, wow, (laughs) that's, like, how do you do that? You know, that's a big sacrifice, and she must, you know, resent that she had to do that. And then I did that, and I don't experience any resentment about it. But it is a big thing to adjust to, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. You're not alone. 
in the journey of being a stay-at-home mom from a working mom, you know, just I just encourage people to to get out of their comfort zone. I encourage people to open up a little more. I encourage people to definitely reach out, uh, rather it be a friend, a new friend, a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. even your doctor. Mm-hmm. Just anybody. Um, I encourage you to to talk to somebody about the changes in your feelings of what is happening physically and just in an emotional level, you know, and still encourage you to still find yourself, um, Mm -hmm. to still be you in the midst of it all and not forget about yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you so much for doing this episode with me. I do think it does help a lot to talk about these things. It's interesting how much there is in common, you know, when you talk to moms about different things that we go through. So thank you for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is all we have for today. Um, If you would like to get in contact with me, you can find me on Instagram at radmomradio. You can also send me an email, radmomradio at gmail.com. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.